Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Let's Talk Recovery. This is Aaron and, and Caleb. We're just grateful just to have you guys back with us today on another episode of Let's Talk Recovery. As we get started, we just want to encourage you guys to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of that, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast app. Be sure to, to like, subscribe, share our content, leave phenomenal reviews. And, and I also want to encourage you, if you didn't catch last week's episode, go and check that out as um, my wife Janelle just shared some of her story, some of her struggle, um, and gave the best review I think we've ever had of, of your book you know yeah, uh, yeah way so, better than you ever yeah had. way better than me so <laughs> be sure to check that out and and speaking of Caleb's book you know um you know get it or not I don't yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is great get pursuing freedom <laughs> get your copy today on Amazon so um there was some, oh man yeah I, I keep forgetting that tagline I want to do that tagline you know we're real raw relational <laughs> Um, I think it's lost whatever effectiveness. That no, it yeah, I refuse. I refuse to let it die. Because start. every episode for like four episodes now, we've talked about using yeah. it and have yet to yeah. actually use so. it in any sort of real context. Yeah. Well, I expect people from now on to start tagging us and sharing the content as real, raw, and relational. So, yeah. Um. That's, people should know to not expect much from us by now. Yeah, they should, but... <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's the level of excellence we provide here on yeah. Let's Talk Recovery. It absolutely is. Um, <laughs> anyway. uh, today, uh, we are, uh, I mean, we're trucking a lot along. We're in uh, second season, um, and uh, by our count, this is episode 42. And by our count, I mean Caleb's. I have yeah. no idea. So I'm going um, with it. Yeah, that's that's what we've labeled it. We're ten away from a year. Yeah. Woo woo. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we got here. So, um, but we just uh, keep Cheer showing stupidity. up. Yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> um, but today, um, we're we're talking about um, the why, and it's not the why that's in the book. It's right. uh, a little bit different. And so, if you have read the book, you know we look at the the why we should change. Um, aspect of our why um, and today we're doing the other side of the same coin yeah. and it's the uh, it's our bad why yeah our bad why 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 are we engaging in our struggle you want to kind of intro the topic today yeah so so like Aaron was saying in the book we you know it's a uh, I don't know chapter three you think I would know I wrote it but so we talk about having a why which is um, our our good why our important why why do we want to change and and so we you know part of that is we come up with all the reasons we you know all the positive reasons we want to change and the things that will help motivate us to move forward but then we also on the we also um, talk about all the negative consequences of staying engaged in our struggle um, to help us move away from something but um, today we're talking said that the title of this episode is the other your other why and that's why why do we use our struggle and I kind of got this idea I was looking through some different postings and things from people who are struggling with uh, different addictions and whatnot and um, you know I, I would read them and they were talking about all the problems they're having but nobody ever questioned why why do they feel the need to do it in the first place you know and I think sometimes we we, we, we blow past that when we're looking at how to you know when we, we know at a place that we've we've come to recognize that our, our struggle has come to a dominate our life and and we're you know we know we need to do something um and we're like man i just need to do something i, I can't keep living like this this is like so kind of the verbiage i kept seeing in these posts like i just can't go on like this it's cost me too much money it's cost me my relationships it's doing all these things what do i need you know how do i change how do i how do i give this up what 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 can i do and never in there 
in you know, and then some people would reply with, you know, hey, this is what I think you should do. This is what you think I think you should do. You should try this thing or do this thing or go to this rehab or whatever. But nobody ever stopped and said, why do well, you know, why do you feel the need to do that in, in the first place? Why did you feel the need to get into alcohol? Why did you feel the need to get into you know, um, drugs. Why do you feel the need to get into to gambling? Why do you feel the need to to scroll on your phone every five minutes um, to you know look at Instagram or you know Facebook or you know to see if that picture you posted got another like? Why do you need to do that? And so that's what we're going to talk about today: is why uh, our, our our bad why why is it that we're we're engaging in our struggles? So um, the first one, one of the first reasons that's kind of you know, a more obvious reason is trauma. And we talk about that a lot in the book is that um, usually behind our struggle, if, if it's something that you've been dealing with for quite a while, is there's some sort of trauma. Um, it could be childhood trauma. It could be a trauma from a previous relationship where you were, you know, from uh, physical, mental, uh, verbal abuse, that kind of thing. Um, there's some sort of trauma in our past that we don't want to, um, you know, the pain, we, we're we trying to process the pain and we, we we don't want to kind of go through the, um, you know, we haven't gone through the process of actually dealing with the situation and, and you know, maybe we feel less than or maybe we feel victim, uh, uh, victimized or maybe we feel, you know, we have all sorts of struggles with our self-esteem and that kind of thing that we really need to work through and address and that's, that's a whole process in, in and of, of itself. Uh, so instead of doing that, what we do is we engage in whatever our struggle is, and that helps to kind of numb numb the pain. And so um, that would be one reason. That yeah, and I think yeah, trauma is a pretty prevalent one. You know, when you look at case studies on abuse, uh, it's like one in three women have been, you know, sexually assaulted in some form or fashion. Yeah. One in five males, um, some form or fashion. The majority of this happens um, in during childhood to to some degree. Um, you know, and then when we do look at even you know divorce rates, we've got a whole generation that's. Um, been raised now in, in multiple homes with a divorce rate that's you know skyrocketed to a point of fifty percent. Um, you know, we I touched on this at a marriage conference uh, not too long ago that you know if you're a married like second marriage couple, the divorce rate for those is seventy eight percent. So you got yeah. broken home of on broken home um, um, nowadays, and so you know there's a whole generation of children that have been raised up in that. Now they're you're, they're young adults, and and this started this type of epidemic. I mean, it really started as we were children. Really, you know, as the um, Institute of Marriage was diminished, and of course, you know, the statistics we have on childhood trauma and sexual abuse comes from our generation too, or now adults. And um, trauma is so prevalent, and I think you know, one of the things we've fallen victim to in our society is thinking it's an only me type of thing and so then we we stuff and we hide and we don't talk and we don't address because um you know i'm i'm this i was victimized here nobody's going to understand um because it's it's not a universal problem it was just it was a private thing with me um and so then we look for outlets in other ways um i know my personal stories many you probably uh, know at this point you know from eight to eleven i was you know sexually abused victimized in, in that sense and didn't tell anybody it was never addressed it was never found out um and so until 30 years old it was it was a private thing for me and so you know that motivated me to self-destructed behavior until i began to deal and process with the trauma um which again didn't come into my adult life where it's like all right i need to go back i need to work through these things and so trauma is not only one of the issues um it's probably one of the most prevalent um that that's led to 
now, I mean, we have, again, just uh, abuse, substance abuse is rampant and obesity is rampant. And mm-hmm. all of these things are, you know, different sides of the same coin as far as, um, you know, self-destructive behavior to, to, to deal with some of this stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, as far as the, um, the, the level of sexual abuse that is happening in our societies, it's so alarming and it's just increasing. And, you know, and that's the, it's so funny that, um, you know, the, the kind of progressive worldview from back in the, you know, sexual revolution back in the 60s, it's like, oh, well, all of our problems are coming from the fact that we don't talk about sex enough and that we're so restricted and, um, you know, we uh, constrain sex to marriage and we repress our sexual feelings and we need to talk about sex more often. And then, you know, so then from the 60s, we have, yeah. right? And, and you know what? Things haven't gotten better. <laughs> it <laughs> seems like seems like things have probably gotten a little worse as far as how our relationships, you know, one, relationships, our, our, our marital relationships have gotten worse. Uh, like I said, the, the sexual abuse has gotten worse. Um, and, you know, what their answer to that is, well, we don't talk about sex enough. We need to, you know, we need to, to, to free ourselves from sexual constraints more. And it's like, at what point do we start stop, you know, yeah. buying that canard and saying, okay, maybe maybe uh, this isn't the right right path to go down. But, um, but you know, that, and that, that all ties into our whole, our whole premise here is that all this is, um, related to a biblical world, you know, if, if we orient ourselves around a biblical worldview, you know, we solve a lot of these problems in that, you know, uh, we worship a God that loves us and, and values us, and we're not looking for, for that valuation from, from the world or from somebody else or by, you know, turning us ourselves into, you know, a sex slave for somebody or that kind of thing. And, um, you know, we... Uh, We've just really lost socially, you know, as a culture, we've lost our our kind of north star being, you know, God, any any sort of God at this point, you know, it's like we've become so atheistic in a, in a sense that we've just, you know, now it's it's we're a society of ourselves and um, we're paying the price for it. So anyway, that's my that's my <laughs> that's my two cents on that. But um, so one of the other ways we. Uh, one of the, there are other reasons on why we use or what, why we struggle uh, or engage in our struggles to cope, right? And so this is, kind of ties into what I just finished saying is that, you know, our, our society and our culture and the way we, we're living our lives now is so um, stressful. We, uh, we've, we've become um, less uh, God-fearing society um, in, in, in that, you know, our... Uh, relationships have struggled are you know being able to just interact with people has struggled especially coming out of covid we've you know collectively lost our minds and so oh yeah um the world has become such a more stressful place and um so uh and then you know like Aaron was talking about we our generation um we one of the first generations come from a majority of broken homes or single parent homes. And so you've got kids and then we've, you know, we've raised our kids now. So we have even this next generation, this Gen Z generation is coming up, coming from families that are single parent homes. You don't have a mother, father in the house to, to, to get both sides of, you know, um, that parent, the, the child rearing, um, and well, so, this next generation is mostly parented by television and, and tablets. Yes, that's yeah, <laughs> and that's even yeah, and that's become even worse. And so we have no we have no coping mechanism. Yeah. You know, my my kids, I you know, we have pretty strict limitations on you know 
um, using devices. Like there's time limits on how how often, how long you can do that in a day, or you know you're not allowed to. You know we don't go out to a restaurant um, as a family, and they're not allowed to use a phone. Yeah. Like, no, you have to actually talk to us, uh, and I know that's such a rarity <clears throat> yeah. nowadays. But um, even then, you know my kids, we see it is that their ability to be bored. Right to cope. It's like, yeah. oh, what am I going to do? It's like you're going to be bored. Yeah. You know, if take it. If I take it away, what, what am I going to do? I want you to. I want you to learn to be bored. I mean, yeah. I've said that to my kids before. It's like you need to learn to be bored. But there's so many. Like I said, and they're and they're in a minority. And so, you know, you just multiply that by or just add a few years, and now we have adults who yeah. are the same way. It's like, well, my boss said something mean to me. You know, okay. <laughs> and you know, yeah. or you know, life didn't work out the way. Everybody portrays it on Instagram, so I don't know what to do. I remember uh, my now 15-year-old son being in uh, daycare before school, and I think this was really just kind of like the birth of the whole safe place thing. Um, and they, you know, I'm doing a tour of this. It was a really nice daycare facility and all that, but um, you know, they had this uh, special fort built as a safe place. You know, for the kids to go. Did you walk over there and like kick it over? Ah, oh, dude, I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to, but you know, it's like a. I can see you walking in there, like you're like, "What's that? That's our safe place. That yeah. that right there. That's your yeah. safe place." And you just march over so, there and kick it. But even with that, you know, rather than teach kids to to navigate conflict, you know, you know, so this is probably 12 years ago. We're teaching them. All right, just just go over here into your safe place, and don't don't actually navigate any of it. Just go there till the problem disappears in your mind, and then go back into the. So, I mean, so that's not that's not coping. That's right. not learning to navigate anything. It's just like I'll just remove myself from the situation until I can pretend like it's not there. Yeah, well, and that's you know, um, just regular kind of childhood interactions that, that that kids are missing out on nowadays because they don't go outside anymore and play with friends. I mean, my generation. So I'm I'm technically. A, fall in the, the millennial I'm 1981 but I don't I don't agree to that so no, I, 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 I call myself a Gen Xer um, because I have all the, the, the traits of a Gen Xer and so my, my generation we're, we're the last ones to play outside with yeah. friends and you know part of that the, the, the benefit social benefit of that is you go out and you, you know you start playing around and if things don't work out right you know you, just, you, you hit somebody too hard playing you know uh you know, uh, schoolyard football or whatever, then, then you guys deal with that, right? You know, yeah. I mean, that was how you dealt with, con and that's how you learned to deal with conflict in social situations. Like you, you pushed your boundaries too far with this other person, and so correction needs to be done. Same with at home. That's why we have a problem with single parent families. That you know, this isn't a, this isn't a you know, when you look at incarceration, men obviously are incarcerated way more than women because men are more aggressive than women. Um, but you find that. Uh, and it's not, it's not a, it does have, has nothing to do with, uh, with race, but it has to do with single, single parent homes and young men that are raised in homes without a father are, you know, again, across races, the, the percentage of the, the likelihood of them being incarcerated is the same because, um, a dad will establish limits yeah. on, on that aggressive behavior. And if we don't have those kinds of things, we're not raised to, to to understand boundaries, social boundaries, and, and whatnot, then when we become older, we don't know how to deal with that. And so, so what do we do? We reach for a struggle, right? We reach for drugs. We reach for alcohol. We reach for social media. We reach for food, you know. Um, but 
like you were saying, you know, you know, if we're if we're everything's a microaggression and we need to find a safe space for that, then, yeah. then we've never faced the real world. We haven't. And, uh, you know, I'm always reminded when it comes to coping, um, you know, and it's uh, one of the things we do when we're using something, you know, that we're not supposed to be, whatever that struggle is. Also, what we're doing, I mean, we're kind of falling victim to idolatry. I always go back to Psalms 91. It says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. He will rescue me from every trap and protect me from every deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promise promises are your armor and your protection. Don't be afraid of the terrors of the night nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes in midday. Um, and, you know, it goes on, and it's a it's a beautiful, beautiful psalm. But, you know, oftentimes what we do is, um, you know, to cope with what's going on, rather than, again, come back to a Christ-centered worldview and to, to grow in, in our faith and, and to pursue Jesus. We don't know how to handle life because you know, we haven't been taught. We were raised in a culture that, um, you know, of, of safe places and participation trophies. And so we don't know, you know, what the heck to do when, when life really happens. And then on top of it, we're in a post-Christian culture that, that tells us that this is fairy tale and fables and, and it's not real and and so coupled with both of these i mean we've really just come to a generation that can't do anything because we're not we're not leaning into the lord like we're called to do he's not um our shelter our refuge well the alcohol and and facebook and instagram and you know 30 cheeseburgers becomes that <laughs> so mm-hmm. it just it all culminates to now we have a culture of of that's just I mean, it's just seething with with addiction at every level and not just a substance abuse. I mean, it's just we don't know what to do because when we keep we're continuing to try to fill this God sized gap and hole in our life with with things of the world. And it's never enough. You can't cope that way. It it won't ever bring about any type of resolution in your your issue, your struggle, your problem. Um, It's just it's an empty it's a bottomless pit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, We've said it before that um, man, mankind, humans are we're, we're idol making machines. No, you know? yeah. There, there's no such thing as an atheist, right? An atheist, well, I don't believe in any god. Yeah, you do. You just don't. You just don't believe in the god, you know, yeah. the Bible or, or you know, a religious god. But you believe in something. You believe in yourself. Yeah. You know, if if you don't have a god, you know, if you don't believe in in the god, then you have a god, and that may be you. It may be your, you know, your intellect. You may be, you know, it, you're gonna find something, and 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 it can. Um, a lot of times it takes a form of, yeah, whatever it is that makes us feel good. Um, that reminds me of, um, they did this study, it's, it's a famous study in psychology where uh, they took these monkeys and they took away their moms and then they, they introduced like a, 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 not a doll, but a um, this wire like <clears throat> human kind of shaped or, or you know, the monkey shaped thing that they created to, to act like their mom and um the the one that they uh they would be drawn to was the one that um would comfort them they had they would they put one that had a oh it was like a, a fabric or like a furry something on it to, to make them feel good and it, it didn't matter um the other one would feed them i think was the deal but it wasn't comfortable but the mm-hmm. other one would and so the, all these monkeys were drawn whatever makes them comfortable yeah and that's we're, we're drawn to whatever makes us comfortable and um, we're, we're very much the same way in that, that regard, and that, um, that that becomes whatever makes us 
whatever makes us comfortable becomes most important to us. You know, well, one of the biggest things, I mean, when you see this, this inability for us to cope um, and navigate society just to our detriment, one of the biggest flags I see um, is the introduction of alcohol to like everything that people do anymore. Like, yeah. um, going to the movie theater, I mean, I've, I've gone to this several times. Why is there a bar? <laughs> At the movie theater, it's so people people can't sit through an hour and a half movie anymore without getting half lit. That that doesn't make sense to me. Um, I mean, it does to one degree because I used to be that person. But yeah. um, why is that not alarming? Um, the the aquarium. I mean, here you know we're in Claremore. If you're listening somewhere else, we're right outside of Tulsa. The aquarium in Tulsa has has a mini bar place in it. It takes like what 20, 30 minutes to walk through that place. I don't know. But they need to put the bar outside of it, so because you yeah. need to be about half lit before you pay those prices. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think after I go through there. Maybe that's what it is. I feel yeah. like I need to drink after yeah. I pay for cope. my family yeah. to go. If you got like, robbed, oh, this hurts. Yeah, that's, that's what they do. They got the ticket counter, and then the bar's you right can't right this. after. We're going to the lake. <laughs> I'm going to catch a fish, and you can look at that one. <laughs> Oh, but I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, I mean, here here right. we are. We just we can't we can't do anything without that. I mean, every not every. I, mean, I can't say this is you know. I hate definitives, but uh, you, you know, let me drink at Walmart. Oh That's man, <laughs> yeah. Why aren't they handing out yes shots at the? This, forget the little sandwich samples. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, hey, sir, can would you, you can you help me get through this shopping trip? Do you have anything? <laughs> I need something strong. <laughs> Uh, that would be really bad though. If bunch of alcoholics in Walmart. I mean, any more than already there. Uh, but I mean, it's just everywhere you turn. Like this is the type of mentality and culture. Like God, God forbid you you spend an hour and a half with your family. Yeah. Um. With without why why is that? I mean, because we just can't function anymore. Because we're so we're so lost and broken as, as people and as a society. That, that that's what I see when I see this, that we're so screwed up, people can't spend an hour with people that they're supposed to love <laughs> without getting intoxicated. That's that's scary to me. Yeah. No, I mean, it, well, it, alcohol's bad, but phones, uh, yeah. phones are even worse. I mean, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm guilty of that. You know, I am you're too. Sitting around, sitting around waiting for something. It's like, oh, I guess I'll pull my phone out and do something. You know, and I remember, like I said, growing up, or um, like I said, I've been, uh, mentioned before, I was in the military, and it's like, so many times where you just have to sit and like stare at a spot on the ground or whatever because that's all the entertainment you know and you just had to do that because you have no other option and you know as much as that stunk at the time when you were doing it I, I kind of think man that that probably would do a lot of us a lot of good to have to just sit and stare and you know mentally occupy our time versus pulling out our phone and and using that to to deal with whatever circumstance we're in but um but yeah, it's a uh, we're we're in a we're in a bad way, and that's kind of the it's what that saying. Um, <clears throat> what is it? Uh, hard times make hard men, and hard men make good times. Good times make soft men. And, soft men make hard times. Yeah, and we're we're definitely in the soft men face yeah. of that. So um, yeah, good indication to this is my kids can't play with Nerf guns because the foam darts hurt, oh. <laughs> and then yeah. they get in a fight and they cry. And I just weep for <laughs> this next generation. And I mean, this is sad. This is my kids. And I know this. I raise my children harder than most people do. And if my kids cry over this, yeah. where is society? Man, I grew up, we had rock fights. <laughs> yeah, we had yeah, dirt clods, rocks. Yeah, we straight up uh, had the BB gun fights. No face shots. <laughs> yeah. No no face shots. Hey, two pump limit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. 
these BBs shouldn't be penetrating my skin. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bleedy. That was three pumps. I know it was three pumps. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so that, that leads us to our next one, which is really, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, but uh, boredom is another reason we use our, whatever our struggle is. So we're just bored. And, and because um, our society, we're so coddled, you know, we, we, uh, we just get bored. There's nothing for us to do. We sit around and Netflix and chill, and that's like, well, I guess I'll drink. While yeah. I, you know, well, I think this uh, ties back to, you know, we're a society that's, that's aimless. I mean, people lack right. their purpose. And, I mean, again, that goes back to, uh, you know, here we are, post-Christian culture. You, well, you take Christianity out of it, and we were created by, um, you know, by God, the God, um, and we've removed him from it. With that, we've removed our purpose. And so then we have a society that, that's unfulfilled, that doesn't know what to do. They're not pursuing anything of meaning because you've taken all that right. away. We're not called to do anything. Right. Yeah. It's called to exist. Yeah, we're just going to, you know. You know. And, and buy the next thing or, yeah, you know, consume next product. get on the next trend. And, and that, that leads to this boredom because, again, it's, it's, an empty, it's an empty well. There's, there's nothing there. We keep trying to drink from it. Yeah. Um, and then when we're unfulfilled, well, what do you do? You, you go, go get high. Um, you, you go indulge in, in something that's of the flesh, whatever that may be. Uh, maybe you, you know, you're pursuing unhealthy relationships or pornography um, in all of this because, you know, you're, you're bored with life because life is unfulfilling because life lacks um, God at the center. And when it lacks God at the center, you have no identity. You have no purpose. You've removed all of these things. So, yeah, you're just unfulfilled every day. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're you know, too, I don't know, we're a generation away from being the people in the Matrix. I mean, we're just, <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah. just in a pod and you just exist to keep the machine going. I mean, that's kind of kind of how we, we, we've come to well, we we haven't come to see ourselves that way, but I mean, the powers that be have kind of come to see us. You're just there to to keep the economic machine going and just pay, you know, pay into the system. Don't worry about doing anything. We'll just, you know, here's all this stuff to keep you comfortable. Don't worry about it. You don't need God. Just keep paying the taxes. Yeah. Keep making the money and keep the machine going and don't don't strive for any greatness or doing anything because yeah, because we've stripped all that away from it. Strip all the uh, the spiritual significance out of life, and it's like, yeah, what what are you existing for if, if not yeah. for that? So, um, you know, and that's why that's why all the you know great things man has done is a lot of this happened in the past because it was back when we <laughs> used to be a fairly religious society, and we, we you know, we uh, we strove to to become greater, to become better, to do something with our lives, to be. You know, there's this disturbing stat that like um, young men can't even be bothered to to date now you know like that's becoming a thing like the really dating, yeah the, there's this this troubling trend and that young men because because dating has become such a toxic uh battleground there yeah as far as <clears throat> you know how how you're supposed to navigate that um that they we're seeing this trend where young men are just checking out of dating like they're just they'd rather sit at home and watch porn than go out and actually interact with real women and um which Right now, is, it, it is what it is, but, you know, in about 20 years, it's going to become, a, become an issue. Oh, know, yeah. When we become, you know, demographically doomed because we're not, at, you know, replacing ourselves. But um, I saw one uh, statistic, this next generation coming up, like um, somewhat like 80% don't believe in, in marriage anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, what do, you, what do you do with that when everybody's casually dating and not reproducing? They're, we'll just, the, the robots. <laughs> yeah. We'll, you know. <laughs> have AI and, and robots and that's all we need 
Um, but so, but yeah, we just we're just bored. We don't know what to do. We just are looking to satisfy our needs somehow. We we feel you feel nothing, and so you're just wanting to feel something. And so we you know we eat another Twinkie, or we eat you know, or drink another beer, or you know, and, and that's what. Uh, the the greatest the greatest Pixar movie ever made was Wall-E, and I don't care what you think, that's true. And we're we're a, then it, because of the social commentary in that movie, and we're so far <laughs> along to becoming those people. We just oh, need, yeah. you know, where you're just floating around in a in a little chair where you can't, um, you know, because you can't be bothered to walk. Like they've forgotten how to walk. Yeah, I know. It's a, I don't know. Part of me longs for that. <laughs> Exactly, but you know, there, there's a scene in the movie like when they fir- when they first show the people on the ship, and they're sitting there all talking to somebody on the on the screen, and um, and then they show them they're like actually right next to each other, but they're talking to each other on the screen, you know, because they can't be bothered to, to look and talk to each other and actually interact with other humans. Um, but that's how we're becoming. We're just becoming, and that's why we're bored. It's because we don't go and do anything. We don't. You know, our kids don't go outside and play. We don't. Like I said, you know try to to pick up hobbies or try to hey what can i learn how you know build relationships build relationships so i've you know god's given me this you know intellect and this physical abilities and i'm not gonna try to see what my capable mm-hmm. you know what what the limit of those things are that's never that's not a driving force for us anymore so we're bored and so we look to just self-medicate yeah so and then our last reason is um just because and what i mean by that is that Maybe we we initially got into whatever our struggle is because we're looking to cope, or we're looking, or we were just bored, or and now we've kind of created such a a, a neural bridge in our in our brain about um, using that struggle at a certain specific. Uh, usually, if it's at a specific time, or um, if you go to a specific place, and we've talked about this before, that you're. Um, if you've done that enough, your brain is just primed to do that thing again. So you, you've gotten to a place you don't even know why you're doing it anymore. It's just become subconscious. So it's like, um, what in with the with the marijuana? What is it? The wake and bake? Oh what yeah, is, wake and bake. Yeah. I wake up, I drink, or I smoke a smoke a jag. Like well, why? You know, like, how how stressed are you from waking up? He just like, said smoke a J. I don't I don't think anybody says that. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody says that anymore. Well, I didn't even know it was called wake and bake. So um, I don't know the modern stuff. I didn't have somebody educate me. Um, I, there's a guy I know that's still kind of in this culture, and like I, we grew apart in that sense. And I had to like I went over to his house one time uh, about a year and a half ago. I'm like, dude, show me everything. Like he's pulling out all this stuff. It's wild. It's changed so much. Dude, I don't, I don't yeah. know any of that. Yeah, well, that's why I tried to have him educate me. Like I got I got teenagers. I need to know what this is. And he's talking about shatter and glass and like all sorts of yeah. See, yeah, no, I don't know. yeah. I didn't I, even know there was like different. Uh, it's it's wild. It was all one thing. And then yeah. it's like then then Rick, you know, uh, medical marijuana came and you know became legal here in Oklahoma. And it's like you'd see all the signs, and it's like we've got golden. <laughs> see, I knew that. Whatever for you I'm know, like, what is that? And like, yeah, that that's been a thing. That part has, but um, yeah, all this other stuff, exactly. man. I don't even think anybody smokes joints anymore. They just uh, I mean, I don't know what they do. <laughs> I don't know. No, they do, because I've seen plenty of it on social media. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't want to call anybody out. But yeah, um, anyway, uh, but that's become a thing. Like I said, how, how stressful are your dreams that you have to wake up and do that, yeah. like to just start your day? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I do that with the, not that, Monsters. I'll drink a Monster, like, first thing in the morning, like, now at least it has caffeine in it, but it's like, you know what, I've, I've made it in the morning without one of those. And then, yeah. You know, it's like, I've, I've gone through a day without drinking that. I've just drank Monsters for so long, because I don't like coffee, and I need caffeine in some sort of fashion, and so I got hooked on those, and I just wake up and I drink it, and it's like, I don't even know if I really needed it. Am I really yeah. that tired? Yeah. I just do it because I do it. And that's how we Well, he's convinced himself. I don't know if you listeners, you know, picked up on it. I said, I need, I need caffeine. Does he need caffeine? Yeah, no. well, no, I don't. You know, I'm probably so caffeine habituated now that it makes, like, I, I don't affect, I don't notice the effects of it anymore. Yeah, now he's just trying to curb the uh, the withdrawals from caffeine. He needs it, otherwise he's going to have a headache. Right. And, I can start the shakes. And, and be an extra butthole to everybody. <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> it's true for me. Yeah. Um, the other day, uh, it was like last week, man, I had this like railing headache and I remembered I'd forgot my coffee at home mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, yeah, afternoon. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot my substance abuse problem I've got. Right. I need to I need to go get something <laughs> yeah. for that. Um, yeah. No, I mean, but you know, I said I was, I was grabbing my, my monster out of the, the fridge in the morning. I was like thinking about that. I was like, oh, I don't even, do I need this? Maybe. I drink it anyway, but you know that didn't really stop me from doing it. But, but yeah, that's how that's how we become though. We we just get so used to it, or, or you know, you 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 drink a six pack after work every day um, for so long that you just come home and you do it. You, you have, maybe you had a you know really good day at work. Who knows? And but you still come home and have a six pack because well that's just what I do. Well, I know as somebody who struggled in in substance abuse, like severe substance abuse for so long. When you kind of get to the just because phase, um, it's really coupled with a fear too. Yeah. Um, it's like I, I mean, you're you're afraid. Like I don't know. I mean, at this point, what if I don't? Um, how am I gonna you know, yeah, function? I can't function without this thing. And so it's when you kind of move to this phase, you're battling two things, um, and the fear is a is a great motivator to to stay in in your struggle, whatever that may be. Because um, I know, again, for me personally, that's what it was. It's just like I, I could not imagine life without it. Um, or I just I was worried I'm not going to be able to, to do this, that, and the other unless I continue to feed this this addiction. Yeah. Yeah, that, and, you know, that becomes – I actually – there's um, a chapter in the book we could talk about that where we get these always statements um, that we have to start challenging some of those, those presuppositions that we have about ourselves. It's like I can't be – you know, a fun person to be around unless I have this thing. I, you know, um, uh, anytime you, you start catching yourself making those kinds of statements, and that, that is, we're getting to that just because you've existed that way for so long that you don't know if you can, you know, do anything outside of that. And so, um, yeah, one of the ways you combat that is you start to you identify those statements, you know, that you kind of make to yourself and say, well, is that really true? You know, is that really, can I really, you know, you have to start thinking about instances in where you, you were able to operate without that thing and and realize, oh, wait, I can be successful at life without, you know, doing this all the time, every every day, the same way I've always done it. Um, so, <clears throat> but yeah, those are um, some of the ways that we, so some of the reasons that we uh, are why behind we engage in whatever our struggle is, is, is trauma, coping, boredom, um, just because, um, I guess we talk about briefly, like, you know, if, if, if trauma is, is your reason why, um, you know, the way you, you want to start dealing with that is, is, is not by self-medicating more, but you're going to have to go back and, and kind of look at the feelings and emotions and the things that, that are involved with the trauma that you've experienced. And we have to start kind of dealing with that. Um, 
kind of like, you know, last week with Janelle, she talked about going through that and um, actually going back and, and recognizing kind of those deep rooted problems that uh, a lot of the, this other stuff had come out of and then dealing with those things, you know, going through a process of getting counseling, um, talking through through that and that was how, you know, she, she got through through that, that struggle and it wasn't by doing other things to, to numb the pain, it's by actually dealing with the trauma. Um, if you're engaging your struggle to cope, you know, my question to you would be, well, what, what about, you know, what are we trying to cope? Yeah. You know, what is it, you know, what, what about our life is so, so awful that, you know, is, is it a real, is it a real thing that we're worried about? Or is it, you know, a Gen Z thing that we're worried about? <laughs> oh, this, my coworkers are mean to me. I can't handle life in the real world. I mean, like, if that's your issue, grow up. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, is that too mean? No, uh, I mean, you know what? I am going to call you out. If I can't call people stupid. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't say you can't do that. I just, you know, we're, we're just trying to be uh, responsive to our listeners. All right, all right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, I have to I'll tell you something after the fact, but, uh, um, but uh, if if you have a legit thing that that's stressing you out, right? You know, um, recent job loss, financial issues, uh, relationship issues, those things don't go away because you smoke a J, no, <laughs> <laughs> or drink alcohol. Those 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 problems are still there. And drink a B. You drink a B. Yeah. I don't know. Stop making fun of me. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't come from that world. I don't know. Um, uh, well, they and, may and, still say it. I don't know. No. I've been I've been removed from it so now long, for, uh, for so long now. I mean, I've lost it. I've lost it. I sound like an old fogey myself. Will, yeah, if a bunch of potheads are laughing at me because I say smoke a jet. That is fine. I, I, my <laughs> their opinion of me is not high on my list of things. That, you know. Anyway, um, but if but those problems are still there, so. Uh, you need to to deal, actually deal with those. If yeah. you're having marital issues, go get marital counseling. Don't drink <laughs> or what? go cheat on your spouse or um, you know that that's not solving your problem. Go go deal with your problem. You know if you if you need to have a tough conversation with somebody at work because they're mean to you, go have a tough conversation. That's a, that's a hard thing to do, but just challenge yourself to go do that. Say hey, I don't appreciate this or that or the other. Go be a grown up. Okay, Gen Zers, go deal with it. Don't hide from it and don't try to numb it. it it's not going away, you know. Um, you have to deal with those things. If you're bored, do something with your life, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, achieving level 99 on Call of Duty is not an accomplishment. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I, I love to play video games as much as the next person, but... Um, you know, at some point, that can't be the driving force behind your life. You can't, you know, I've got to, I've got to master, whatever Hogwarts Legacy. You know, I can't, whatever. I kind of want to get that game. Have you played it? I haven't yet. My boys have already ordered it. Have they? Yeah. It's not out yet, is it? It is out. Okay. But not on PlayStation Four. Okay. So, yeah. so I, I will soon be. It looks pretty legit. I, I know this is way off topic. I just happened to see an ad for that like last <laughs> week. I mean, and, I'm interested for them to get it. Yeah, I'm not a huge video game person. I love the Harry Potter series. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. No, they're a huge Harry Potter but, guys, so. Yeah, my kids are too, so they haven't seen this video game, or I'd oh, probably yeah. already be getting hit up yeah, for it. No, they, they, they're getting it. It's just, 
not out. For I just wanted to tell them. Time. I want to buy it and not tell them about it. <laughs> That's a good strategy. Yeah. <laughs> you played through it for a little while. But, yeah. But outside, you know, and there's, you know, that uh, now that we've chased that rabbit, um, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with doing things to just fill your time. So, like I said, uh, playing video games is sometimes a good release. It's, it, you know, if I can kill people in Call of Duty, it keeps me from doing it in real life. You know, that's a good thing. So, but you need to, you know, we're, we're called to, to do something with our lives. Jesus made us, God made us for something better than, you know, just existing, you know. So so find out what your purpose is, right? And, and start doing that. Serve other people. Start building things, creating things, you know. Um, just try to try to leave the world a better place than where, where you found it. You're not going to do that sitting at home playing video games and eating Cheetos. Um, <laughs> and then that last one, if you're just doing things just because, like I said, start asking yourself, why do I really need this? No. Do, you know, before you, you know, if it's coming automatic, you just notice that you're just reaching for something just because that's what you always do at this time of day or when you're at this place or because you're, you know, you're bored. You're like, hey, do I need this? What, you know, why am I, why am I grabbing this thing? Why am I doing this thing? Do I have a reason to do this? Um, is there something else I could do? Can you replace that with something else? Can you go for a walk instead? You know, you're going to have to start breaking those uh, neural pathways in your brain. Um, start kind of rewiring things to uh, cause you to do something else. So uh, that would be a couple of wh- uh, how to how to combat the whys on, on the ones that we talked about. I was looking for a quote and I can't I can't remember it exactly. I'm gonna butcher it. It says uh, might have been Thomas Jefferson, but uh, you may hear me like you did. You're so stupid. Um, but it's, yeah, question everything with boldness. It starts off with that. Um, question. I don't know, but it kind of goes back to this. Just because I see <laughs> in my so mind, now. <laughs> yeah, it was right. It was right there. I was hoping you'd be able to fill it in, honestly. Well, when you start with, uh, it, yeah, it, qu- it starts qu- with question, question, question everything with boldness, um, and it's something like even the existence of God. Um, that sounds like something Jefferson would say. Yeah, but it wasn't like an anti-God thing. Um, yeah. I can't. I can't find it. I'm, I'm trying to find it. Because now it's now it's bothering me. Yeah, I don't know. He's for those on podcast. He's he's googling. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what to do with that. Yeah, it's like, hey, here's this quote. Can you? Can you I was flirt? really. You're like that person who's like, hey, have you ever heard this song? <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't heard that song. All right, th- this is what it is. Question with boldness, even the existence of a God, because if there be one, he he must um, more approve of the homage of reason than that of blindfolded fear. Um, and even though this doesn't directly relate, there's another way this is said. It's not so old Englishy, so it makes more sense. But it makes perfect sense. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. But even with that, you know, it's like a, we stop questioning why we're doing something, and you know. We, we fall into this blindfolded fear. Like, it's just like fear change. I don't know what else yeah. to do. Um, so we just keep moving forward. Um, and, you know, the answer is there. I mean, even with God, I mean, it's, there's no, I wouldn't discourage somebody from questioning God this way because, no, you know. We're if, even commanded to do that. In yeah. Yeah. yeah so you, as you pursue it, you, well, you find the answer and you find, I mean, the end of the tunnel is like, oh, God is real. Um, but, you know, whatever you're struggling, question that with boldness. Why are you doing the things that yeah, you're doing? Become a skeptic. Yeah. Um, just stop uh, submitting yourself to this, this fear. Because, um, again, I mean, that's the category in the end I fell into. It was just I was so afraid of change. Um, and I wasn't questioning what I was doing or why. And it wasn't until I actually started to 
to question my life in a significant way that, you know, I, the, the trauma was revealed to me is the, the motivate. I mean, all of these things started to make sense, but it, it all really like, like came down to this question, like, what's wrong with me? Why, why am I here? Um, so that's kind of where I want to leave you as far as mind goes. Um, it's <laughs> good. I think. Yeah. yeah but I mean, hey, I, no, you're, you are 100 right. Well, it takes back to the, you know, like I said, we're a generation becoming the people in the matrix where you just exist. And um, I could, I could, I could, I could do a whole nother episode on what you're talking about there because, like I said, we, I mean, not only in our own lives, but we, you know, as far as like, why do I do this thing? We, we're so we can become such slaves to our subconscious to these programs that either people have given to us or we've just slowly adopted over time that we don't even recognize. And we talk about that a little bit in the book that you just have to start questioning those things. But we've done that even in our culture that we've stopped questioning anything that that you know the media throws at us, our government throws at us. We're just like, okay, you know, hey plebes, do this. Okay, we don't. Well, you know, in it, especially on the political side of things, you don't don't even question like well my side says this is right so it must be right yeah. is it yeah you, you maybe start questioning things and you know being skeptical about everything it's it's never it's never too bad to be skeptical about things so especially in start with yourself i do want to say that was actually thomas jefferson i did get that part that's right good. from the get-go so I'm proud of you. i just couldn't I put the words together in my mind <laughs> of what it was and and i mean i just want to say you saw me here googling and you still turned it over to me man where where are you, you didn't have my well, back I, at all. I said you just let me have i was like i don't know what to do with that you're like hey here's some words you know them <laughs> <laughs> like uh, no, no, I don't. Uh, anyway, yeah. On that note, let's yeah. probably we should wrap this up. Yeah, we should. Um, so we don't worse. we don't typically do this, um, but we do want to promote next week's episode. And, and the reason we don't typically do this is because usually we don't know what the heck we're talking about um, the next week. <laughs> and so we're in life. yeah, we're in life. So this is kind of a, an odd scenario. And so next week. Uh, we, we want to kind of focus in on a couple things. One of the major things is State Question 820. So here in Oklahoma, um, question, uh, State Question 820 is the legalization of marijuana. And we smoking want, a J. Yeah, I'm smoking a J. <laughs> um, the vote here locally is March 7th, and so um, that's just a couple weeks away. And so this is this is a big deal. But we want to kind of talk about that um, and um, – the, the pros and cons of that and kind of where all of this is leading. So kind of the, the broader, the bigger picture, you know. And, and we saw this, you know, with the, the medical marijuana vote here in Oklahoma. People said, oh, this is a precursor to recreational use. And everyone's like, no, it's not. Yeah, um, for the kids and the vets. It's kids and the vets. And, you know, Think about the children. nobody's been more blessed by this than impoverished children in the state of Oklahoma as yeah. we've come into medical marijuana. Um, that's so much sarcasm there in that statement if you're not picking up on that. Um, well, isn't that – didn't they – when they introduced that, didn't they say – that they were using that tax revenue for like education or something. Yeah, well, they did the same thing with gambling too. When yeah. we introduced uh, casinos, and you know who's benefited the most from that? Not impoverished children. You know, that's yeah. kind of like the thing that everybody we're doing this for the children, the the children that are really struggling. Well, here's the thing: when it comes to gambling and substance abuse, the people that tend to be impacted the most by that are people on the lower end of the financial spectrum of life. And so, the people who then suffer the most are not even the parents, the adults doing it; it's the yeah. children in those homes yeah. um and so here we are you should, you should have to put that on the wing of the yeah. school that you open this this yeah. wing 
of the new elementary is paid for by drug money. Yeah. Like, oh, that's great. Can well, here's the thing. If that money ever actually drugs. made it to that place, <laughs> there might even be an argument. But here's the thing. If, if you did that, if you out. took the, the education money from gambling and marijuana that was supposed to be there, you would still have nothing built because none of it ever even made it to that that's point. True. So um, there's yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. like, uh, here's here's this can we that's bought. That's a whole other. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because all they ever do with this is then even if they do happen to earmark something, they just cut funding in other areas. So you end up with mm. the same budget anyways. So that, that makes zero sense. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, yeah. we need to save all this for next week. Next week, we're yeah. talking um, just kind of about this rabbit hole that our society is is going down, chasing um, things of, of indulgence. Um, if you're pro uh, medical marijuana, uh, I'm going to offend the crap out of you. Um, if you're pro-legalization, we're going to offend the crap out Probably, of you. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so, and I hope you come have a personal conversation with me about it. I really do. I won't be disrespectful to you, but um, it, just to throw out my position, um, I'm against both pretty much for the most part. On the medical side, if it was done differently, there's 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 some areas where I would concede that it could be a benefit. I, I yeah. will state that. 99% of people do not fall in that category, in my opinion. Because um, yeah, um, as somebody who was in the medical, the, again, we're probably should save it for next week, but I, I would just say somebody who's in the medical field prior, prior to what I'm doing now, is, um, I had to do a lot of research into that beforehand because I knew I'd be getting questions from patients. It's like, yeah, there was couple of very specific applications yeah. of that that there was some benefit for that but then yeah outside of that i was like I've, I've read a lot of research yeah i'm not really not really finding a rationale for this but anywho yeah and uh, i mean you can find i'm sure you can google plenty of pros but you know i can also get on google and and find plenty plenty of pros to an all bacon diet um yeah. <laughs> doesn't make it really so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways check out next week's episode <laughs> Um, as we, man, we just kind of um, hammer on truth a little bit, um, hopefully challenge your position, hopefully motivate you to um, vote the direction that, that I, I think we both agree that you should vote, which is uh, against it. Um, but we will uh, we'll see you right back here next week. Uh, and just be sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all the places you scroll. Um, be sure to like, share, leave um, credible reviews, all of our content. Um, and, uh, man. That's it. We, we love you guys. We'll check you right back here next week.